When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to the swarm. Yes, we are your connect to the swarm on post show recaps. Everybody, get really excited. Just get hype about this because I am here with my just my partner in crime, mm-hmm. um, my woman at arms, Mari Forth. Mari, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. You you should have also said fellow beehive member, mm. now swarm member. Most importantly, fellow beehive and or swarm member. Yes, yes. I'm I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to talk about this show because we, you know, we have been eyeing this show for a minute now, yes. like months in advance. And I wasn't sure what kind of reception it was going to get. And I am kind of floored, floored by by everything I'm seeing about the show. I'm I'm actually surprised in in a, in a way that it's getting as much coverage as it is, mm-hmm. but I'm happy in a way that it it is getting that much coverage if that makes sense. So I can't wait to talk to you about it. Latanya. Yeah, I'm really excited that we're getting to cover this show on mm-hmm. uh post show recaps. Um just there's so much here, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously we covered Atlanta uh, mm-hmm. the last couple seasons. Um, and we love that show. Yeah. Um, warts and all, we absolutely mm-hmm. love Atlanta. And there, uh, is the obvious Donald Glover collect- connection. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people seem to have forgotten that this show was also uh, from Janine Neighbors. Yeah, created. Created, created by created. co-creator Janine mm-hmm. Neighbors. Yes. Who I feel like has been all but erased from this conversation. Which is very annoying. Yes. Since she has such a great background and pedigree when it comes to TV. Exactly. So Janine Neighbors is a Juilliard playwright uh, who you would know from her credits on Unreal, mm. Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, and my personal favorite, HBO's Watchmen. Like, awesome. That is a pedigree right there. And that's I'm not to mention you. the plays that she's had, like Up at the Steppenwolf, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, the. <sighs> Just amazing. And also who happens to be from Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. I don't understand if there's something in the water in Houston, Texas. Like what is so creative down there? What do you think it is that just creates all of these creative souls from this one city? I don't I don't know, but I mean Unreal is one of my favorite TV shows. You told me to watch Unreal. Yeah, it it truly is. If you are a person who loves reality TV, like Unreal is so good because it's based on like behind the scenes of um quote unquote reality TV shows. It is it was is literally one of my favorite TV shows. I TV shows. I tell everybody to watch it if they haven't watched it. So Janine is like doing that thing and I am I'm so glad to see that she was able to like put this together, you know, with Donald Glover. But like, I I need her to get her flowers. Like, I need people to give her her flowers. Yes, uh, please. And um, we are here to partially do that. Honestly, yeah. honestly, uh, Janine neighbors, here are your flowers. We don't know what kind <laughs> you like, uh, but let us know. Email me at latanyapostshowrecaps.com <laughs> and let me know what type of flowers you like. Uh, I just found out I have a post show recaps email address. And... <laughs> so you just wanted to drop it. <laughs> so I just needed to tell everyone about it. Yeah. Uh, it makes me really happy. It's one of my bona fides, so to speak. There you go. Um, there's been a lot of controversy just around the first episode of this television show. Girl, yes. I'm I'm so frustrated mm-hmm. by this week because. I'm going to tell you uh, one thing about how I personally experienced this show. Mm-hmm. It dropped last Friday as mm-hmm. we're recording this. And I did the work that I had to do that day. And then as soon as work was done, no, actually, I went to sleep. But then <laughs> when I woke up, because <laughs> I missed a podcast that day, I was so exhausted from work. But when I woke up, like this was the first thing that I did. Like mm-hmm. I, my weekend was dedicated to Swarm and I loved it. I've already seen it twice. Mm. Mm. And so when I come to the internet, my beloved internet, and <laughs> I see all of these takes, I'm just like, what are you all saying about? Like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Um, the number one thing that we should probably discuss is Chloe Bailey. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Summer child, Chloe Bailey. Right. So for me, I I didn't get a chance to watch it on Friday. I, I my weekend was very busy due to illnesses and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, when I did watch, like when I came to my beloved internet and the beloved internet put Chloe Bailey on my timeline, and 
right. the discourse, I hadn't even watched the show, but the discourse around, oh, Chloe Bailey's doing a sex scene and, oh, are they really having sex? And like, oh, she, she, she must be used to that. I was what? like, what are y'all, what is happening? Like, and, and then once I watched the show, I, I watched the first like, uh, Four episodes and then once once we decided we're we're gonna cover we're gonna cover this show um mm-hmm. four parts uh breaking down the different episodes so i didn't want to i kind of wanted to kind of go step by step so so i stopped after four and um for me the chloe bailey scene being the first thing that everybody's talking about on that friday it's three minutes into the show and yeah it's like the one of the first images of the show yeah, and then we're it's basically people slut shaming Chloe, but I'm watching more of Damson Idris. Like it's Damson Idris is like basically he's completely fully naked. Nude. Yes. <laughs> like the only he, thing we don't see is <laughs> Right. And and Chloe even uh talked about the mechanics of how this was filmed. It was filmed on a closed set. Yes. Um as most scenes as like that are. As most scenes like that are. There are intimacy coordinators that are involved. Girl, did you? I had to watch on real time as some people on the internet realize that there's a such thing as in, intimate intimacy coordinators and coaches. <laughs> people didn't know that they that there are people whose specific jobs on all of movie and television to do coordinate to coordinate sex scenes. Why would like, people know that, Mari? Because people honestly still think you that you're having that? real sex on oh. screen. People in 2023 are like, did they really have sex on screen? <laughs> so, of course, they don't know what an intimacy coordinator is. It, like, go to they jail. They don't know how TV works. It's I don't ridiculous. believe in the carceral state, but you need to be locked up. <laughs> <laughs> it is like, it, it's the misogyny of it all. It's the patriarchy it's the of it all. It's the misogynoir. Yes, like, going, like, I love Chloe Bailey. I, I've said it on numerous occasions. Like Chloe and Hallie, their Ungali album um, is the album that I play from top to bottom when I want to get work done. Like it's one of my my most listened to things. Thank you for and getting Chloe- us through the pandemic also with your performances. Ex- right. Chloe cannot breathe without people jumping <laughs> down really her can't. throat. Literally, like it's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing that you guys, like, people go out of their way to try and make this girl feel bad just because she posted a sexy picture of herself, feeling herself. Like, I don't know what it is about people feeling like they want to bring her down, but I, I swear she she gets a lot of that recently. I don't know. It, it, it must be rooted in some sort of jealousy or something. It's because... rooted in massage noir. It's just yeah. like, like black women, uh, in mm-hmm. this specific black woman who the black community has seen grow up. Mm-hmm. So they think they have some kind of like call agency like agency over her. Over mm-hmm. her. Or like call over her very virginity, probably. Yeah. Um, and now that she is a grown ass woman, yeah, she is grown. Who everybody forgot was an actress, like first. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, is continuing to act and doing so amazingly. I saw her in a movie um recently that that I'll need to look up that I was just like, wow, lo- I loved her performance in it. Like, she's become a really great actress. Yeah. And she's doing an intimate scene. Mm-hmm. And for every other young woman like her, like, Sid- like take Sid- 
Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria, for example. Right, right. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. I know the, where you're going. The discourse around these two very similar actresses mm-hmm. with very similar body types is mm-hmm. completely different. And I would like to know why. This is so true. This is so true. Sydney Sweeney is like a, a, a goddess to people. Like they love her. I do too. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a but fan of her. The, the treatment, but between the two is very that's a great point here like just leave chloe alone like i i just don't understand that scene was so innocuous have y'all not like y- so y'all aren't used to having sex like it was not that big big of a deal <laughs> you really have you it never truly, had sex it, it like, was not that big of a deal it, scene, we I barely never, saw any of her i feel like i need to mute the word back shots God. Because oh my I god i oh can't god. deal with the amount of people who are calling it that it's like that's what that position is called first of all no, no. <laughs> and, and second of all stop stop it exactly just stop it it was just it was just so much and and honestly uh just like uh Chappelle said once i saw the discourse about that i was like oh god this is gonna be this is this is gonna yeah be... this is gonna be a journey it is it is uh, but yeah. But I mean, let's talk about deletion because, <laughs> because there's not just one, there's two. Mm-hmm. People have been talking about a, I want to say, three minute scene, mm-hmm. mostly featuring a naked damson Idris, mm-hmm. where you can see hardly any of Chloe Bailey. Okay. And have forgotten about the protagonist of the whole damn show. (laughs) Dominique Fishback, who I have been talking about for a long time now. (laughs) And (laughs) I'm finally glad that everybody has caught up because her career is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, She's amazing. She's amazing. And she always has been. And I'm Mm -hmm. so glad that other people are starting to, to realize that. She was amazing in Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes, she was. Like I love, I even loved her in the the Jamie Foxx joint too. Yeah, the drug one. Yes, power, she, pa- power. Project power. Oh, Project that's so power. good. She was I great in that. I don't know why I liked that. That was one of those movies that felt like it was it was like kind of like a B list movie, but it was really good. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's been making great choices. Mm-hmm. It's a Pace University alum, from what I understand. Ooh. And people are not talking about just how fantastic she is in this role and how mm-hmm. singular this role is. Oh, we so are good. we are essentially talking about uh, a Black woman who mm-hmm. is a murderer mm-hmm. on screen. How often do we... Have we ever seen that before? I'm thinking. I can't think of anything like right now like i can't i don't recollect that this is it's so groundbreaking in a way and she is note perfect in it Mm -hmm. and displays a talent for acting that's both uncanny but you can see the craft at the same time yeah it it's it's genius like she's so good at being very awkward (laughs) yes (laughs) just incredibly awkward that's a great way to put it just like all social norms out the window she does not care what Mm -hmm. anybody thinks about her except for nigel yeah (laughs) and and marissa but we'll get to Mm -hmm. that um so i just want to you know talk about that for a second 
Mm-hmm. Um, we talked all already about Janine Neighbors and how uh, the fact that she is the co-creator of this show. Her name is actually before Donald Glover's. It name, is mm-hmm. um, when it comes to the creators of this show, and she has been deleted from the conversation for Entirely. this to become again an internet conversation about Donald Glover. Right. Yeah. It's it's very interesting, and and I don't know if people realize like Janine Neighbors being a black woman, you know, uh, Dominique Fishback being a black woman, like all these black women women who contributed to this property, and and how this property is being handled, and all of their stuff is erased because it's like at the most minute of understanding, it's like oh, this property is telling people to hate black women and we know Donald Glover hates black women. So epso facto, Donald Glover made this whole entire series so he could shit on black women. But it's like, the series is so, it's it's way more nuanced than that. It's so feminist. Yeah, it's exactly. (laughs) Like when we, like I said, we've been talking about covering this for a while and we didn't really like, we didn't even really understand the concept. No, even even when it was like being pre-promoted, um, I was. I think, but we had a conversation. The both of us had a conversation about it because we were like, "Are they trying to make the beehive look stupid? Like, are they trying yeah, to make fun of the beehive?" Because neither of us would be upset, be okay with that. Exactly. Like, please don't. <laughs> and and the, it was even like the rumors were like Chloe was going to be the person playing the Beyonce stand. Exactly. Like we, all this stuff that we thought might have been occurring didn't. And no. to, and I, as I was watching it, like I I get the uncomfortability of it, but that's kind of the point. It's that you're supposed yes. to be uncomfortable. Thank you. And as I was watching it, I was I was so predetermined to think like, oh, this is this is literally them making fun of my fandom, a fandom I, I'm a part of. But as I was watching, I was like, no, this is like social commentary on all of it, not just stand uh, standums, but people just saying the dumbest shit on on social media and <laughs> yeah, stuff seriously. like that. You know, it, it's it's a commentary on a whole bunch of things, and I I absolutely ended up loving it because. I'm like, there's so there's so many layers to this. It's kind of it's almost like a a, a horror satire in a sense, you know. It's it's everything that Donald Glover did does with Atlanta with Atlanta. It's like it's like over the top satire that is so grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. If you're not paying attention, you could kind of um take it at face value. And unfortunately, that's what I think a lot of people are doing. They that's are a charitable they- read, Mari, that people aren't paying attention. That's really nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that's how I'm hopefully taking it because like if you look at the bare bones surface of it, you could probably think like they're calling all of us who love Beyonce or who lo- who love uh, fandoms crazy. Like you could take it mm-hmm. as that, but I think it's a vehicle for not only social commentary but um, to get a different type of black horror out there. And yes. I love that. I the fact that this hit all of the horror pleasure centers for me yes mm-hmm. really made me so excited about this series and so ready to just like run it back just like you would a Nija album um, <laughs> <laughs> uh i was just the fact that there's like a black serial killer who is a woman and yeah. that she's so socially awkward and mm-hmm. that she's queer and i mean there's just like all of these things 
that we've never seen before on screen. And also just a serial killer who has a dope saying going mm-hmm. about like uh, yeah. doing the deeds. Like I, I'm not, tr- I'm trying not to give anything away about the larger series. Cause I know mm-hmm. we're only here to talk about episode one, just in case you haven't seen any other episodes, but I mean, just get prepared for some truly great horror is yeah. all I'm going to say. It's so um, good. So I guess the last bit of controversy that we should talk about is the yeah. Beyonce of it all. And, yeah. and I want to just say that it very clearly appears that Beyonce gave her blessing to this project. Clearly. Yeah. I, I think I, and I think that made me more comfortable because I, I, Again, going into this, I'm like, are they making fun of Beyonce? Are they making right. fun of people who love Beyonce? Because I'm not here for that. But the the way that this is this is like sculpted and 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 done, it's like there's no way that Beyonce couldn't have given her two cents on it. Somebody said, somebody on Twitter was like, uh, Beyonce and Jay Z are very litigious. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> they 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 definitely had to give their okay if this is gonna I, happen. And I agree. And I know that she. I, I saw somebody say that uh, Janine said that she watched it. I was about like, to say, I'm it. almost yeah. positive that she watched the whole thing. Yeah, like there's no way that they. There's just no exactly. way that they would stop wanting to be invited to those parties yeah (laughs) and it it was so good like and so again as I'm watching it I'm like are they trying to come for the beehive because to me as being a part of a a whole bunch of like fandoms I've seen way worse fandoms you know what I'm saying yeah me too and I and I can run Some them off of them here, but I don't want them in. coming for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I so I was like, why did they pick her? Like, why, you know, this kind of sucks. Like, are you trying to pick on us? But now, I, like, as I was watching it and I was realizing it, Beyonce's, um, the, the whole crux of, like, the beehive and the swarm, it just makes for a perfect, like, um, horror messaging like if if you listen to one of the biggest things that the i'm pretty sure we'll talk about it but one of the greatest things about this series is the uh mixing Mm -hmm. the uh sound mixing oh my god it's so good it it, that's the sound it's true horror sound mixing and one of the things is the the bees the the swarming the the sound of the, the 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 deep buzzing whenever um whenever Dre starts to kind of get worked up. And it was at that moment when I heard heard that for the third or fourth time that I'm like, this is why they chose Beyonce because that is such a good like, like instant recognizer. It's such an instant. It is. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a brand. It's like a, it's an instantly known brand, just like Kellogg's or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and, and it's it's number. It's visceral too. It, it is. It's very mm-hmm. visceral, and enough people of enough like cohorts know exactly who Beyonce is. Mm-hmm. So it's it's obvious that she saw all of this. Yeah, and and thought and probably thought it was great because mm-hmm. it is, and yeah. maybe had some notes, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but she's know. not going to give any more notes if the first ones weren't taken. Yeah, I'm not going to give any more notes until I see that the first ones have been applied. Oh, God, I yeah. love that phrase. I I, I've said it so many times. <laughs> 
so I, I I'm I'm actually I'm surprised I'm surprised like as for somebody who was I was literally going into this like ready to trash the product to be yes quite honest. I know you were like, truly you was. were very upset <laughs> yeah you're like I can't believe this is what he's doing now <laughs> <laughs> um I'm really glad that you after seeing it you loved it um mm-hmm. that makes me really happy because I was just like gonna be like is there something wrong with me because i seem to be the only person that likes this show yeah no and and what i truly think it is it's like it's just the whole people people still it's the it's the i don't want to insult people but i'm 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 basically i basically want to say like i i i love the show by itself as a standalone but i don't know if i like the type of conversations that it is oh Um, yeah people are just yeah they're just they're proving all of the best points that this makes about fandoms yeah they're having some terrible terrible conversations (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and not and and conversations that are really telling about them them yeah exactly it's like it's like the people who took the boondock seriously you know what i'm saying (laughs) you know people who agree with eric cartman like do you do you not realize that that is the that's not you're not riley freeman you should not be agreeing with riley Freeman. it it's so frustrating i mean i'm gonna be polite about it um I'm not going to call anyone a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, All right. let's yeah. talk about the show. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about the show. The show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to talk about the cast first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that the cast of this episode, we're going to talk about episode one called mm-hmm. Stung, which mm-hmm. is the perfect title. And it mm. even looked like they used some Beyonce fonts. And like uh, that specific color pink that she used for the surfboard. Um, Girl, it was. Shirt. I guess when I don't know. Yeah, like the, all of the typing, the name of the album. Yeah, like all of that. I was like, this is amazing. And like you, that's another way that we know that they got Beyonce's blessing because we know that Beyonce had someone make a font so yeah. that you know, she could have a new font. That color didn't exist before. That's a new kind of pink. Like, and and th- <laughs> like, I was like really trying to figure out when they uh, shot this because mm-hmm. the like festival, uh-huh. um, it was so much like Renaissance. I'm yes. like, how? How, 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 when did you shoot this? Because, because they, people I in the industry get to July listen. Last, last people year. in the industry get to listen to shit early. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no way because, you know what I'm saying? Like, Renaissance dropped in July of last year. You cannot tell me that they were able to turn around the show that quickly. Exactly. Yeah. You no, know? They, they just had, I, I just think access. That they, they had to have had access. Really good friends with Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that Chloe is on this show, that too, that too, that, like, that alone should tell us that. For like, people, so some people yeah. who might not know, know this, um, Chloe and Hallie are Beyonce's protégés. Mm-hmm. They're and signed so, to Parkwood. Yeah, they're signed to uh, Parkwood Entertainment. And so, you know, they're they're on Beyonce's label. 
Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, there's some of the few people that I'm sure that have gotten within five feet of Beyonce. Like they they were at the concert the that she had in Dubai. Yeah, <laughs> like that's how close they are to Beyonce. <laughs> um, I don't know why I know these things. Yeah, um, but that's how close they are to Beyonce. And mm-hmm. Chloe Bailey, um, stars as uh as Marissa Jackson mm-hmm. on this show. Um, I should say Dominic Fishback stars as Andrea or Dre. Mm-hmm. Um, these two are kind of the two sisters that we get. Yeah, uh, I'm still trying to in the oh, first episode. Like, no, that's what I thought. No. We're we're only on episode one, Mari. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not giving away. We're trying not to give away any more spoilers. Okay. We might give away a few spoilers. Um, I'm trying not to, because like I said, I haven't watched it all. So yeah, um, I'm trying really hard. Okay, that's why, that, and that's exactly why I didn't finish because I'm so bad at that. I'm, yeah, I'm so. Bad uh, I yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damson Idris is Khalid, who is Marissa's mm-hmm. boyfriend. Yeah. In just a phenomenal performance, can I say? Like, how good is Damson, Damson Idris? He's so ridiculous. He is so ridiculous. Amazing. It's like he took the he took the Franklin like he kind of took the Franklin accent, made it a little more like southern, it, it, yeah, yeah, and then like upped the fuck boy of it all, like just oh he, completely he, all the way up to 11. yeah, all the way up to eleven, the fuck boy. Oh uh, my gosh, that man so, is ridiculous. So good, like he's I, so ridiculous. He's one of those people where if I were his age. Like all of these things that he's saying, I know they're lies. I know that they're ridiculous, but I would totally go along with it anyway because he is adorable. (laughs) (laughs) And when we see him, and we'll get to this, but when we see him kind of have the breakdown Mm -hmm. about Marissa later in the episode, that's some of the best acting I've ever seen Dance and Idris do. And we are watching Snowfall right now where he's kind of at the peak of his powers. I've never seen him like that vulnerable. Yeah. And and it and it was kind of hard because also like he was a dick up until mm-hmm. that point, you know? And it is it so interesting. But like maybe he's it's more nuanced though. Yeah. And yeah. then he offers her tea. You think he's gonna oh, I can't wait to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um but then we have um Noreen S. Brown as Nija. Mm-hmm. who is the pop star that both Marissa and Dre idolized. She's the Beyonce stand-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, great we, performance so great far. Performance. In, the, in, in episode one, it's just basically um, posters and visuals. Yes. Uh, you know. <laughs> very, mm-hmm. very hilarious visuals mm-hmm. that are so close to some of the visuals that we've seen with Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. The picture of them holding, <laughs> yeah, hands, holding hands is so oh. funny to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was ridiculous. Um, then we have Karen Rodriguez Erica. She's kind of Marissa's friend and boss uh-huh. uh, down at the mall. And uh, to round out, because <laughs> there's a Culkin for every generation, we've got mm. Rory Culkin as the unnamed man that dre meets at the club and goes home with at the end yeah weird (laughs) genius casting 
though. <laughs> like just, re- I mean, the cast is is really well done. Mm-hmm. So and, um, and the and there will be like more casting, like yes, down the the line. Like it's so interesting the people that they are they're gonna get to come on these episodes. It's fascinating, man. Fascinating. Yeah, it's really fascinating. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna get into the recap of Stung here on Swarm Podcast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back. Now, the recap of episode one named Stung. Mm-hmm. The uh, episode opens with a montage of Nyjah as Dre is kind of uh, looking for passes online for her show. I think one of the most scary things in this whole show is the credit card debt. Because <laughs> 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 when I saw Dre open that new credit card, I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, shots fired, man. Like, um, 
I mean, like, honestly, uh, the the hilarious thing is she's pr- trying to buy Naja tickets. They're like over a thousand dollars for standing room only, and she's like, "Yep, right now, put it on the what, card." That's what I was like when I saw st- when she said standing room, like eighteen hundred dollars <laughs> each. I was like, "What?" But uh, when I watched it the second time, it was like standing near the stage it's like yeah it was close it, yeah it's like if yeah. we're it, it's like we're talking like club renaissance for the people out there like it, it's actually yes. not stand standing room like at the back of the stadium so I was exactly like, yeah no okay. it's close to the stage i thought they're this good was, tickets i thought this was great they set the scene immediately like the montage of the different niger stuff that this is where we got the picture of of niger and, and cachet <laughs> with the the matching um suits Cache. this is where we, where, where we get the ticket master the her opening the credit card yeah and then her buying the tickets and then tweeting out i got my tickets and then all of the responses i was like were they filming me like i, just, I know. Like, <laughs> luckily i don't need to go into credit card debt like i yeah i i did buy my Mari's like with- i'm rich yeah, well, I, I bought my tickets and I was like, you know what? You, the when my bonus comes, it'll be fine. Like, yeah. like, but I thought this was so good, and it's just again so timely uh, with what's going on right now. Yeah, or or standing there. But we're no longer gonna say that name. It's all Nija from here on out. It is Nija. That, that's the truth. This is about Nija. This isn't about anybody else. Exactly. This is all about Nija. Mm-hmm. Um, so Marissa, who is Dre's sister and roommate, um, is uh, exci- well, <laughs> uh, this skips a few things. Yeah. Uh, this is where the infamous shot happens. And for yeah. me, the most notable thing about this sex scene is the fact that uh, Dre and Khalid lock eyes. So yeah. Khalid is having sex with Marissa and Dre, but the room, the door is a little bit like a skew, a jar. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so Dre walks out of her room after buying the tickets and sees what they're doing and the two of them lock eyes. And it's like this intensely uncomfortable uh, moment. So uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, y'all talking about the wrong things. I'm uncomfortable right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. It was really, really uncomfortable. Um, But also interesting at the same time, because like, why would anyone do that? For one. (laughs) And two, to see how Khalid responded to it, you automatically know this dude is bad news. Exactly. Like it it sets the tones. Like Dre is gonna do some weird, awkward stuff. Uh-huh. And Khalid is a is a dick. Like, like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. It was it was so weird. I'm like, ugh, it was weird. I I, I liked it. I liked the the set it, the setup though. Yeah, like, the tone of it sets the tone of the show immediately. Yeah, it does. Um, so Dre goes out, she stops at a grocery store, uh, like a corner store, really. And, uh, you know, she's gone out to get, I think what is supposed to be a stand in for Popeye's because Beyonce loves Popeye's in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, so Nyjah would love Frenchies. Um, so yeah, so she brings back, um, food for her sister, Marissa and Khalid. And they, you know, are post-coitus at this point, thankfully. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) They are uh, eating food. And um, 
Marissa is telling Dre all about the opportunity that she has to do makeup for Drama Queen's performance in Houston because Drama Queen's uh, makeup artist broke their wrist. (laughs) (laughs) So she basically asks if Dre will kind of step in for her at work and close up. And Mm -hmm. Dre agrees. And so they celebrate. During this entire scene, though, Khalid is just being the biggest dick in the world. Right. Because he clearly ate her food, right? Like, he ate he ate um dre's food she didn't bring like right (laughs) she wasn't thinking like oh i'll get food for marissa and her boyfriend yeah no i get food for me and marissa and then he just decided it was his franchise i was just like (laughs) you asshole (laughs) (laughs) he's so good in this role it was good um so yeah uh, later that day, Khalid basically, um, who has already like given Dre shit about being a virgin and mm-hmm. commented on her body and yeah. all kinds of other things, mm-hmm. um, tells Dre that Marissa's birthday is coming up, which obviously Dre knows. And Dre says, I've got show uh, tickets for Nigel's concert for the two of us. Uh, that's, you know, I'm, that's my present for her. And she just begs Khalid not to tell. And Khalid is like, well, I plan on taking her to Atlanta. And so it's kind of like, uh, what will Marissa choose in -hmm. terms of which relationship is more important? That'll feature later. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also more time that Khalid is being weird with Dre. (laughs) Very. Like, er ever since they locked eyes, Khalid is like on a mission to talk about how she's like undercover beauty. He keeps calling her cherry pie. It's yeah, ew. So weird. Um and and talking about like her virginity and people can we can get that taken care of for you and stuff right. like that. Yeah, it's really disgusting. Yeah. Um we get this Something really your your roommate's boyfriend shouldn't be talking to you about basically. No, exactly. Yeah. Really shouldn't ever be discussed. Yeah, we get this really great scene though, where we get to have a peek into why Dre and Marissa are so close, yeah, into their like sisterhood. Uh Um, so we already know that Marissa is a makeup artist, and so she does Dre's makeup, which is just a very sisterly thing to do. Uh Uh, I've literally done it with my sister. Uh Um, so it's very cute. And one of the things that this shows us is that there is a uh, scar on Marissa's wrist mm-hmm. from where it looks like she attempted to hurt herself. Yeah. Yeah. And and then every time Dre sees it, she she kisses it. She kisses and, it, you know, yeah. And Marissa is basically like, you don't have to do that, but I love your passion and stuff like that. And this is where you you kind of understand why marissa and dre are so close like we from what we got up until now it's like oh they're both niger stands we get all these like the pictures of them they they are constantly flashing that the one picture of them when they're they're younger Mm -hmm. with the sign that says we love niger and so you can tell that what brought them together was niger at a very young age exactly and and i think that's why dre put a pour so much into into Nyjah because it's honestly a way for her to try and stay connected with Marissa. Yes, that's but very she, true. 
Yeah, but she also has uh, Marissa. This at this point, uh, Dre was showing Marissa like her Twitter, which Dre has a large Twitter following on yeah, her swarm, the swarm account. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Marissa is telling her like, "Why are you even? You don't know those people." And and Dre is trying to tell her they're my friends, and she's like, "You don't know those people. Those are people on the internet." As somebody who has friends <laughs> on the internet, yeah, and a lot of parasocial relationships, like you know, I don't necessarily agree with Marissa's. I take disagree. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I felt I felt shots fired when, when yeah. that happened. I was like, these people are actually my friends, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but all that all that leads to like Marissa being in a position to try to take her own life. You could probably tell that Dre is that crutch there for her, um, so she doesn't. You know, what I'm saying like Dre pours into Marissa and here is where we get to see Marissa kind of pouring into Dre by doing her makeup and and Mm -hmm. them like just in bed talking about you know Marissa try to get get her to smoke some weed and yeah and they're they're talking to it as a grown-ass woman's drug yeah which I was like I love this continue exactly yeah (laughs) and they're talking about Nyjah and um Dre, Dre and um, Dre is like I think we'll meet Nigel one day and then she'll see how cool we are and she'll invite us to her house for dinner and it, it kind of it's unraveling Dre's pathos of thinking that she has some sort of connection to Nigel mm-hmm. but also it's Marissa's like yeah girl like if anybody's gonna do it it's you and and it was it was a really good moment to see them connect you know yes and it's rare that we get glimpses into these close female friendships mm-hmm. um, on TV. I, I think that, you know, the it, like the one that did it, that kind of like made people understand how close female friendships are. Not that I ever want to give this person any credit, but mm-hmm. it's girls. And, yeah. right. and, and like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this is like, you know, girls, mm-hmm. if you really filled it out with the people who lived in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah. We learn at this point that they work together as well. So, like, th- their relationship is just so intertwined. Mm-hmm. They, they grew up together, mm-hmm. at least from what we know from episode one. Mm-hmm. They live together and they work together. Mm-hmm. So, this is like not just a crutch this is you know i i'm it seems like dre is probably marissa's biggest enabler and vice versa yeah yeah i i agree i think from what little we get from marissa here you know when like every you have that girlfriend that needs that attention yeah. you know what i'm saying like needs yeah. a, a, a lot of attention and dre has no problem with giving marissa as much attention as she she needs exactly. she wants the problem is marissa picks bad guys like khalid who yes. also give her attention you know what i'm saying exactly so it's the the biggest tension between the two of them mm-hmm. so the following day because of the weed um <laughs> dre is late for work and Marissa panics, especially when she sees Dre come into the mall. This was that... the most amazing <laughs> shot. Because from afar, you can't really see how someone looks if they look awful. And then just like the more, the closer and closer she got, 
it was like, oh no. <laughs> like, oh happened? my gosh. It this shot was so good. This shot, like uh uh Donald Glover Donald did Glover. direct this this episode. He did. And and as much as we um watched Atlanta, you could tell. You could just yeah. tell the wide shot. This is where we get introduced to to like uh like this is where I really noticed the buzzing, like the buzzing. Oh, like I, I know it wasn't the first time, but it's it yeah. was the first time where I connected. Like, oh, the buzzing is to let us know that it's like her most anxious. Whenever she's anxious, you yeah, get the buzzing. Exactly. You know that that that's where I was able to like connect it. I I didn't. I thought it was going to be like a one off d- during a few point parts in the first episode, but then I realized I was like, oh no, this is this is the structure, and I'm like, oh, I get it now. You know, they've incorporated and, it into the soundtrack. The soundtrack, yeah. The I love the horror. The horror notes are so good. The like the the different beats uh, to make you also feel anxious. That the the music stopping abruptly in certain areas. Like, yeah. I don't know who did the sound editing or sound mixing and all that, but it was really good. That on top yeah. of like, I think some of the the songs were very sounded. They did so good doing like trying to make the songs sound just like. You know Beyonce songs, but not really. Yeah, but not really her songs. It's very, very interesting. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I love this. And yeah, Dre. Have you been crazy. listening to Nyjah? Is, is, is there somewhere I can? I would on Spotify. Oh, you? Oh, I might have to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. I've been listening. I feel like um, right now Amazon Prime has kind of taken over what I've been listening to because it's mm-hmm. basically just Beyonce, but then also. Um, uh Nyjah now because of this show and Daisy Jones and the Six a made up band yeah. um, that also has a television show <laughs> so I just it's ridiculous oh, um, no. I'm gonna have to listen to this now yeah yeah it's good um so yeah she uh Marissa takes her to the bathroom to help her get cleaned up and tells her that she needs to kind of Dre she needs to kind of stay calm because you know, uh, Erica really doesn't want to delegate any responsibility to Dre. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't like her very much. And Dre doesn't like Erica either. She's like, she all she, she does, does, is, talk all she does is talk about sex. And she's always got food in her teeth. I, I, I love <laughs> my I love when she, she's like, she's like, I'm late. I'm late. The weed made me late. And, then, <laughs> and Erica was like, you're late. Like, no shit, <laughs> and you look terrible. And you look terrible. Did you even brush your teeth? This is... <laughs> it's really bad. I think this um, was the turning point in the show where I was just like cracking up at this point. Like I, I, I really think that I was like, I, I get it. I get it now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, not long after, um, so Marissa leaves. Uh, she finally is able to like calm the situation down. She goes to like do her makeup gig, and mm-hmm. not long after, Khalid just kind of appears at the mall. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, takes Dre away from her work. So, also, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, please do. wasn't Khalid in the room when Marissa asked uh, Dre to take over the shift? Yes, he was there. Yeah, so. That was all bullcrap, right? When he came, oh like, yeah, oh, to buy Marissa? perfume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was just there to hit on. To he hit was just there Dre. to hit on Dre. Yeah, yeah, of course. 
Um, he would have no other reason to come to the mall because I'm sure mm-hmm. Marissa has been like, hey, don't come to the mall while I'm working. My boss and, doesn't like it. And I was also wondering if he kind of set her up like because he got her to leave with him to go look for Oh, you perfume. think maybe it was some of his friends that robbed the... I was I was wondering. Oh. It made me think yeah. for a second. That, mm-hmm. that makes sense too. Yeah, mm-hmm. please interrupt when you got stuff like that. <laughs> I've got a really big question to ask you at the end, at the end of this uh, recap, so I'm okay. excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so shortly thereafter, uh, Khalid comes in. He's pretending he's going to buy some perfume. He completely tells Dre that he that they should have sex, mm-hmm. and then he tries to kiss her. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, completely ridiculous. Um, he he ends up just dropping the ploy, you know, like oh, right. perfume, blah blah blah, and then he's like, oh, and we're not going to talk about it, and it's just like you were such. Uh, he's he's so annoying. It's infuriating. He's, yeah, but he's also completely charming while he's yeah. doing it. Like it's it's terrible, girl. Exactly that. Like exactly that. I think that's what it is. Like. The type of game that he is spitting, I'm pretty sure if you are a woman, you have heard it. You have <laughs> like, heard it before. Yes, yes you, exactly. Like this like flashback central. It's just like, get out of here. <laughs> get away from her. Get a job. <laughs> Seriously, get a job. Get away from her. Yeah. Why doesn't he have a job? <laughs> I mean, we find out later he lives with his parents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Basically, uh, this could have been a setup, as Mari pointed out, and uh, the place was robbed and also defaced. Um, And it's hilarious because when she gets back to discover that this is the case, there's also a woman who chased the guys out of there because her son had bought a t-shirt of two people (laughs) having sex in the missionary position that said mission completed. (laughs) like i think this is like the most atlanta style like this sequence of events yes like they could have really put that in in atlanta hilarious really good um so of course dre has to call marissa she gets fired um or at least gets sent home uh so it's not looking good Dre has to call Marissa. I don't know if that meant that Marissa didn't get to do her gig or what, right. mm-hmm. um, because we don't see that. But what we, yeah, we do, don't know. yeah, mm-hmm. what we do see is uh, Dre or sorry, Marissa coming home with Dre, and she starts packing up um, mm-hmm. a, like an overnight bag, and she's like, "I'm gonna spend the night at Khalid's apartment, um, and uh, you know, I'm going to Atlanta with him for the, my birthday." And this is when Dre is like, I got you tickets for uh, the Nyjah concert. Like, I got us tickets for your birthday. And and Marissa chooses Khalid Mm -hmm. in this instance. And Marissa is, uh, you know, in the process of, like, getting her stuff so she can leave to get some space from Dre. And Mm -hmm. it's like, we live together. We work together. It's just too much, like... um, and so Dre kind of tries to redirect the talk, stating that she purchased the Niger tickets for the birthday, and also finally tells um, Marissa, Marissa that mm-hmm. Khalid hit on her. 
Mm-hmm. And and Marissa just won't hear it. Yeah. Um, this was uh, this scene was so sad. It yeah. truly was. Um but you know, Dre Dre could not could she she couldn't help fulfill something that Marissa needs. And when you have a friend that seems to be very self-centered, like Marissa mm. is. When you can't do for them what they ask you to do, it's really easy for them to um, cut you off, you know? Yeah. And I do agree that, like, y- y- you know, working with somebody, living with somebody and all that, that's a, lo- that's a lot. You know, that is a lot. So maybe maybe Marissa worded it wrong. She just needed a, a little bit of space. Um, But Dre also, it didn't sound... <sighs> Dre trying to tell her at that point about Khalid, just she could have told her at a different time, you know? Yeah, it it was like it it was not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it just kind of went like uh it all started to fall like into one of those misunderstandings that quickly becomes like a really big argument. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that could like affect the future of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like it, there were just like bombs that were being dropped. It was just like, I need space from you. All of the people, like, uh, you don't like it when I'm ever with a, any man. All of yeah. the men that you bring here are stupid. They're all trash. They're all trash. <laughs> um, and also like you can't choose him over me. He is terrible for you. He tried to hit on me or he did hit on me. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, stop saying that to the point where they get into like a physical altercation. Um, mm-hmm. And we see that Dre has been left out on the floor um, and Marissa it runs off and gets in her car uh, to go to, you know, her boyfriend's Khalid. house, Khalid's mm-hmm. house. So it's a really tough scene. And then Dre gets up and chases after the car and is like yeah. yelling Marissa. It's like, it's like a, a breakup, honestly. Was this the part that you, because you, you um, introduced her as queer. Is this the part that made you think that? Um... Or is it is or is it something later down the line? It's it's this, but also something later down the line. Okay. It's mm-hmm. it I, I started to think queer in the first episode because of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because of the kissing of the arm. Yeah. Uh, definitely um you could tell Dre has an obsessive personality and that the targets of that tend to be women. Yes. With Marissa and Nyjah. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so it's like complete meltdown time, except, you know, Twitter starts to let everybody know that Nyjah has released a new song mm-hmm. and, uh, and, visuals. and visuals at the same time. And so uh, Dre goes and sees this on the TV and she has like ultimate fan face is what I'll call it. Yeah. Um, just like the the responses that she's giving to this music video is <laughs> it's really like like when they put the camera on the front row of a beep concert. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so but it's so weird to just see one person up close doing it. Girl, 
They, it, it was called Festival. It had all the typography. And then, did you, I, I stopped, every time they showed tweets, I'd like stopped, I paused it to read them. Yeah, me too. One of the tweets was like, did Cache really cheat on Nyjah? I, I was know. like, they did it. <laughs> I'm like, that was me. Me watching Lemonade for the first time. Oh man, Lemonade. <laughs> I still use that whenever I need to get rid of a guy. It's it's kind of like Sage, you Girl, know. I I remember <laughs> watching that HBO special, like not knowing what I was getting into. I was just watching it. Yeah, we never James, know what we're getting James into. Was, James was asleep next to me. I was watching it. By the time it got to hold up, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> what happened?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah. Oh. So good. Oh, so good. Uh, so yeah, the pain fades whenever a new Nyjah song with visuals yeah. comes out. And that's just true. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this causes, uh, festival causes Dre to get all dressed up and like really, she looks amazing in this yeah. pink dress look with her hair. And like, I Not love the life. hair department of this, uh-huh. of this show. She too. looks beautiful. Yeah, the um, one time she doesn't look like awkward. Awkward, <laughs> like, I know. She just looks right? hot, and she mm-hmm. walks into this club. She's feeling herself. She goes right up to Rory, uh, Culkin. Rory Culkin and says, "You should dance with me." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, this is the one time that we that she's not being like awkward or anything like she, I know. she seemed very confident in herself and i and i love that insinuation that that like that type of music can do that to you because it, it, it can it mm-hmm. just completely can um so they they dance and they kiss and they uh, you know find themselves enjoying themselves and the next morning dre wakes up and she's just in a random bed and she's back to being awkward she's back to being awkward again and she mm-hmm. discovers that uh well, first of all, we get to see what I hope is not uh, Rory Culkin's penis uh, as oh he's holding <laughs> some strawberries. Everybody talking about Chloe. Ain't nobody prepared me to, to see Rory Culkin's uh, full frontal penis smushed up against a bowl of strawberries. Like, Nobody's I was not talking prepared. about it. I was not prepared for that either. And everybody's talking about Chloe, though. That's Dre fine. just staring directly at penis and <laughs> Like, what is happening right now? It could be a great way to start the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, so she's... Uh, the, the funniest part of this, though, is when she goes, uh, last night, and he goes, yeah, it was amazing. And she's like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have a bathroom? She asked him. Not where is it, but do you have one? Mm-hmm. So awkward. So mm-hmm. she goes and she plugs in her phone and uh, she discovers that Marissa contacted her several times the previous mm-hmm. night to try to convince her to come and, I guess, take her home or something or just come what? home uh, mm-hmm. because she found out Khalid has been cheating on her and they had a fight and they okay. broke up. It's like, oh, big shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to like uh, watch this the first time. Uh, uh, the first time I watched this, for some reason, 
I thought that they were calling Khalid Festival in those like tweets and like Insta things. And I was like, that would totally make sense if his nickname was Festival because he's just been sleeping with everybody. But then I realized it was a song. Uh, That was pretty funny though. Um, So Dre comes home and to her like glee, she gets the Nige tickets in the mail. And she goes to kind of comfort Marissa by, uh, you know, being like, I've got these tickets. And uh, once she like hops on the bed, she realizes that Marissa is not moving at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get this really eerie shot of Chloe Bailey uh, mm-hmm. just like dead. Yeah. Uh, it was weird, right? Because it's like, was that blood on the pillow? I don't was, know. Like we don't know how. I don't know she... how she died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But, but we what we mm-hmm. do see is Dre go to the um, uh, the hospital. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like yeah. she probably called nine one one. Um, and the news is being broken to her that Marissa has died. Yeah. Well, it, we're dead. all assuming this because, um, all it's just. It, it, there's no sound. We're just watching it, right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like there, we're 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 seeing her sit sit down in the hospital. We're seeing a woman talk to her, but we don't know know what's being said. Right. We just see uh, Dominique's reaction to it. She immediately like curls up into a ball at the hospital, and then we get the montage of her curled up at the house. Like yeah, this was on Marissa's bed. Yeah, this was like gut wrenching. It was yeah. really hard to watch. Like. Mm-hmm. Anyone who knows anything about grief, like, mm-hmm. had a difficult time watching this because it was so real of just mm-hmm. how, um, you, like, some people's instant thing is to, like, take to bed in times mm-hmm. of grief and mm-hmm. just try to self-soothe and eat. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's just to do anything that makes you feel the least bit comfortable in those mm-hmm. moments, especially early after someone you love passes away. And it might seem ridiculous to somebody else, but everyone grieves differently. So this was just really, really difficult to watch. Exactly. It it really, really was. Um, but I've I've seen people online insinuate that they think that Yes, Dre this is what her. I was gonna ask you. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Dre killed Marissa? I it, I I would say not willingly. I would I would say like I like if she did it, um, it would have probably been in some blackout state that she yeah. didn't know. But I would I would think that she didn't truly, um, because she, you know most most times out of ten, and with people with like that obsessive stalker like disorders and stuff. When the object of their obsession, you know, doesn't return it, they will, you know, mm-hmm. strike out and um, and maybe uh, lash out at them and harm them physically. But I still think that she would have thought that her relationship with Marissa was salvageable. Anyway, I don't think she would have done it. I don't think she would have done it, honestly, like willingly and knowingly. Now, if they had gone into another fight after she had got back and then she blacks out, and kills her maybe but it's just i don't think so it's just really interesting and and part of the reason that i have for why i think it's possible is because it's something i can't talk about yet because it happens mm. 
later in the series. But uh, yeah, but one of the things uh, that makes me think that she did is just the fact that everything that we get about the death we get from her POV. That's true. And we have absolutely no idea how Marissa died. Exactly. Very true. So, but I would, yes, I agree. And I would also say that that Marissa's death is the, the the tipping off point. Exactly. Yeah. Which I uh, we'll talk about it when we get to um. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll but talk about you it. know me as a, a crime scene. True yes, crime that's person. what I. Yeah. This is um, great. I'm excited for you to continue this series. Is all I will mm-hmm. say as mm-hmm. a true crime person. Yep. Um. As uh, as also a true crime person, this is what makes me think that she killed her. <laughs> uh, but, you know, um, so we kind of see this is something that I thought was like a very interesting way of showing how things can be changing around you when you're grieving someone and you don't even right. like notice. Notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movers show up at Dre and Marissa's apartment and they start removing things. And Dre is uh, like laying on the couch crying Mm -hmm. and just kind of you know has to get up off the couch for them to move it out and Mm -hmm. she's kind of left in this empty apartment alone yeah exactly and then she like goes to the convenience store drops Mm -hmm. a a coke glass coke and and takes the glass and squeezes it in her hand till she bleeds yeah it's like that that kind of uh, 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 pain transference like when uh-huh. people are going through such emotional, deep emotional pain, they try to um, transfer it to actual physical pain. That's how like cutting and and bodily harm, self harm, happens. Mm-hmm. It it really was a sad state for for Dre. Yeah, really, really, definitely was. Mm-hmm. All to get a lot worse when yeah. Marissa's family has her escorted out of the funeral. Right, Which- and just it. Yeah, mm-hmm. which like causes us to ask, okay, wait a minute, they've been presented as sisters this whole time, right? But when these men come to escort this woman out of this funeral, they're like, these people just want to bury their daughter in peace mm-hmm. and not your sister, but yeah. their daughter. And this was one of those things that you can like, it kind of feels like it, it has you know, Janine and Donald Glover's fingerprints on it because mm-hmm. it's like a time of, of great grief. We've been, it's it's been like at least three to four minutes of like sorrow. And then when you get to Marissa's funeral, which is some, a, a place that's also supposed to be a little bit of sorrow. When Dre gets to the funeral and is, and is staring at the casket, Marissa's makeup is horrendous. Like it is Oh, it's horrendous. no, but it's classic like funeral makeup. Oh my though. god! It, like if you is it funer- yes. like a clown? No, honestly, people put there are there are people who put way too much makeup, especially on young people. Oh my god! I was like, this is ridiculous. It was bad. No, it, it was, was so. It bad. was bad funeral makeup, and it was it, yeah. it was so. I've seen so many people in bad funeral makeup. Mm that it, it like gets to you <laughs> when when you see that person and you're just like they didn't look anything they like didn't that. look like that exactly like, and then also happening? dre had on a bright orange dress yes. like what is happening right now <laughs> at a funeral at a funeral i thought yeah. i thought that, that was just enough to kind of break the tension a little bit yeah 
there's a lot of color theory going on in this first episode yeah i saw that um so that's really cool um and then that's when it happens uh you know for the the most in tune time that we see uh dre go outside after she's been escorted out of this funeral and there is a beehive Mm-hmm. that is just buzzing away that she's just staring at and we get that full swarm sound in our ears really really great another great like uh sound editing sound mixing here mm-hmm. moment here um dre is kind of watching old videos of herself and marissa back at the apartment and she messages uh marissa's phone saying i miss you and then uh here's a phone vibrate in the other part of the room and it's marissa's phone so as long as she has marissa's phone she could pretend that marissa is still alive Mm. and talk Mm -hmm. text herself you know as Mm -hmm. marissa from her own phone and still get the familiarity of receiving text messages from that number what do you think Mm. about that mari yeah, I mean, that it's a way to grieve, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get kind of the thing that I was not expecting at all. Um, and what makes this show so great. Mm-hmm. Um, Dre goes to Khalid's apartment um, after being kept away from the funeral. And... Uh, they kind of have this really touching conversation about how it was that Khalid came to not go to the funeral. And Marissa comforts him in this moment. Uh, what do you think mm-hmm. about the acting here and about the the complete 180 we're about to do in tone? I think I I I found it very interesting. Um, I thought, like you said, the the acting performances by Damson here and Dre as well was really good. But mm. I also felt like it came off insinc- insincere in a in a good way. I think that's what he was, you know he he. It felt like he was sorry, but it felt it also felt insincere. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, like you thought it felt insincere, like from him. Okay. Yeah, like as a character he couldn't figure out what his actions like he i don't think he wanted to take to face like his part in yeah, what happened in, yeah yeah if yeah, it, yeah. if if she de- did indeed die by suicide yeah then he you know the, they broke the, up the and then she yeah. yeah the breakup is what would have caused that to happen yeah 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 and and you don't want to blame anybody for something like no, that no 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 but him not going to the funeral, him like crying, but then like kind of perking back up after the crying a little bit. It was interesting. It was it was interesting. It was one of those moments where I'm like, I still don't like you though. See, I thought this was one of those moments where all of the asshole kind of like slipped away from the character. Mm. Especially when he asked her if she wanted some tea yeah. afterwards, right? Like, mm-hmm. he didn't really perk up. He just kind of, like, took a second to stop, like, to get it together. Mm-hmm. And when he admitted that, like, his his base fear is seeing a dead body and he didn't go to the funeral because he didn't want to see a dead body, it made mm-hmm. him feel very young. 
Mm. Oh, that's true. That's a way to to see it. That's I mean that's that's kind of like that's probably a charitable read just because I mm-hmm. love dance dancing Idris so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I thought that it was like a feat of acting in terms of oh yeah it was good like getting to see him portray this asshole when like apparently he's just like the sweetest person ever yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh but also be able to convey some heart through that mm-hmm. i thought was really great so he gets up to go make a couple uh cups of tea um and uh all of a sudden we see that like dre has snatched a lamp and mm-hmm. she goes up behind Khalid and she hits him in the head with it mm-hmm. and overpowers him pretty quickly because that's what you can do after you hit somebody in the head with something. Mm-hmm. Um, and she beats him to death with a lamp. It's like a, I think it's one of those rock salt rock lamp. salt lamps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it uh, was, it's a big rock. I thought this scene was so good as somebody who who does like true crime mm-hmm. you know went to school for forensics yada 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 like i thought this was one of the most realistic um like death scenes ever and you know it, it, as the the series goes on i they continue to do this because a lot of the times in like tv and movies you see somebody get hit in the back of the head once they go out and then there's no movement you know what i'm saying and the person is just like you know what i'm saying but like she hits him. He's like crawling on the ground. He's like, Dre, what are you doing? Like, and then he's like, yeah. he's still trying to fight. And yeah. she, she like it, it was like so realistic. I was like, wow, this is good. It, mm-hmm. it, and, it, and we see it happen several times throughout the series. Like she is small. She is a small girl. She's yeah. She's a small woman. Yeah. But it's so able to overpower of- these people. Yeah. She, yeah. Because of how she attacks them. And it was crazy and then and then and then her visceral reaction like the blood on her face and then after she's done like her like her body just releasing a yell that rage yes like digging into the refrigerator to like, find a pie. Kind of pie like yeah this and is try to acting stuff it in her face. it was acting <laughs> this is and that's acting. and that's why I, I, that was why i was kind of like i don't know if she killed marissa because her reaction to killing him felt like the what first time the that first she time done it. killed yes exactly yeah yeah uh, but just the hysterical screaming to then the the laughter like the you know like it eventually turns into like laughter like like her unleashing like she mm-hmm. realizes she can do this it was that scene was wow yeah wow it was so good um i don't want to hear anything else about uh the pie scene from a ghost story mm-hmm. um i there's now a new winner for best eating of a pie in a movie or television and it mm-hmm. goes to dominique fishback who's just covered in blood and eating blood pie, blood pie. after she's just murdered someone it it is so shocking and so visceral and struggling to breathe covered in blood is how we end this episode and the outro happens and it just says stung (laughs) it's beautiful i love it one final question before we get out of here because we do got to get out of here you got to get out of here 
do you do you understand or do you agree with the complaints that people said that um Dre as a character wasn't was wasn't written to for people to empathize with her? Um no. I what? I think there's are some extreme moments of empathy that I felt while mm-hmm. watching this show for Dre. Um and, and why would you want to empathize with the serial killer? I think that people have an obsession with likable, strong female characters. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is all, what it all comes down to. Like, you don't have to like your protagonist. That's kind of like what the basis of the early golden age of television was about. That's how we got our stars from The Wire. That's how we got our stars from The Sopranos and from mm-hmm. Mad Men. Like, that standard is just set for women to be liked. Because that's a core tenant that, you know, our sex is supposed to convey is likability, right? So Mm -hmm. I think that that's like a sexist commentary about like whether or not you have to be liked. Um, But I I found, it's like, yes, she is a a serial killer, but I still found moments of great empathy as the show goes on. And I think that you all will too. Right. I, I feel like people are trying to um, they're pu- trying to put it in a, a, a horror box of, of like a revenge, like a horror revenge, like a like a Megan's body or something like that. Or I spit on your grave. But this is truly an or American psych- young woman, promising young woman. This is American psycho. You know what I'm saying? Like, this yes. is you're not supposed to. What are you, like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And it's so American Psycho as well, it, as well in that it has characters that are kind of ro- roaming, you know, like you will be able to talk every week about the characters because the only constant really is Dre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. All right. Very interesting. Very interesting. I hope that you enjoyed that recap of Stung. Um, for those of you all who don't know, we have a Patreon And Mm -hmm. if you want to help support our work, signing up makes it possible for us to bring you podcasts like these every week. So if you're a fan of, of, uh, sorry, of Swarm, or if you're a fan of Snowfall, or if you're a fan of Atlanta, or if you're a fan just generally of me, Mari, and Chappelle, and you Mm -hmm. want more coverage like this on post-show recaps and more coverage of shows like Swarm, then please consider signing up at any level. And when you do, you'll get some very special patron perks, including our lively discussion channel on our Discord. And uh, there are tons of people happy to discuss your likes and dislikes about this series and many others, and also movies. Go to patreon.com slash recaps and support PSR and its podcasters. You can also check us out at our own feed, y'all. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, postshowrecaps.com slash connect. And you can email the podcast because we're connecting you to all of the hottest things in television right now. That includes Snowfall. That includes Swarm. So you can email us if you have questions, comments, concerns at connect at postshowrecaps.com. Um, so just plug in uh, connect recaps.com slash connect into your podcatcher of choice and then leave us those five star ratings that we mm-hmm. love and enjoy 
We want the ratings. Give us the ratings. Also, send in your feedback, as I said before. Okay. Mari, please Mm -hmm. tell the people all of the wonderful things you have going on. All right. Um, Every week you can catch me um, going over the highlights of this week of wrestling over on the Wrestling Wrap Up podcast with Matt Scott. Uh, If you want to check that out, you can go to robhaswebsite.com slash wrestling feed. Also, me and Sarah Carradine bring True Crime Tuesdays to RHAP over on the Crime Scene podcast where we uh, do a true crime review uh, podcast. So our 50th episode is coming up soon it's been a year of crime scene uh so oh my god yeah i know i know so you can go to rob has a website.com slash crime feed in order to uh in order to listen to that i'm also on twitch now go to twitch.tv slash mari talks too much that's too like the number two uh, i i have uh been streaming goose goose gut the goose goose duck games whenever i'm in the lobby with uh puya and everybody i did a drag race uh bracket the best lip, lip syncs in drag race history bracket and we're um, gonna do more of those i'm also gonna be experimenting with my stream a lot so if you follow me over there on twitch to get notified when i go live i'm, I'm thinking about doing like some like pop quiz shows like uh, maybe uh, escape room type things over there so just follow me over there and you can always follow me on twitter at mari talks too much on twitter so you'll know whenever I, i'm um what wherever i'm podcasting on next how about you Latanya? um i i'm just still doing a couple things um, in addition to uh, doing the snowfall coverage here with you and Chappelle, uh, which everyone should be listening to because it is the final season ever of snowfall, um, I am uh, bringing back verses and uh, doing that with Josh Wiggler. And this uh, time, our verses um, subjects are succession and yellow jackets so it is succession versus yellow jackets it's eat or be eaten whether in the boardroom or in the wilderness because your plane is crashed on the way to soccer finals um then i am also still doing you we just recorded our feedback episode marissa and i and we will have the wonderful asia on our uh, final episode to talk about everything you season four. Then I am on the Mandalorian feedback show with DM Philly and Brendan Fitzpatrick. And uh, they just released an episode today and there's a lot of great Grogu content to talk about. So I'm excited about that. Um, You can catch me on the Top Chef Rahap Up because I'm doing double duty now. Um, just like Mari and Chappelle are always doing. Um, you mm-hmm. can catch me with uh, Kurt and Haley talking about Top Chef International All-Star, which has been a wild ride of a season so far. Um, and I think that's about it. Um, you can always follow me on Twitter to figure out exactly what I am doing or watching or thinking at LK Starks. And then if you want to see what I'm up to, you can follow me on Instagram at Stormborn1222. All right. Thank you all so much for coming mm-hmm. to The Swarm. We are yeah. very happy that we get to talk about this fantastic show. Um, as Mari mentioned earlier, this is uh, episode one of a four-part series. 
So we got three more episodes coming up where we'll be talking about a couple episodes, a podcast. So Mm -hmm. uh, watch episodes two and three for the next podcast, everybody. And then you'll be all caught up with us. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Have a lovely evening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.